You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're going to start the ninth chapter of Yivamot, which is about more forbidden relationships. And just before we jump into the Mishnah, we need to just define one of the concepts which the Mishnah is going to use. And it's going to talk about a, a halala. Halala is the female of halal. And of course, you can have either halal or halala. And I guess literally translated, it means something like um, profaned, something which was holy once and is no longer holy. That's the best way of translating halal or halala. And there's a verse in, Le- in Vayikra, in Leviticus, about marriages of priests. Um, kudoshim, um, kudoshim yulelohehem, they shall be holy to their God. And then, isha halala lo yikahu. They shouldn't take a woman that is a halala. So a, a marriage between a halala and a kohen is forbidden. And by the way, the same verse goes on to say, they shouldn't also marry a divorced woman. And this is very common. I mean, with this halacha is well known today. And if a, a, a Kohen today falls in love with a divorced woman, things get very, very, very complicated. It's a problem that we have today. But so we're familiar with the divorced woman marrying or not marrying a priest. But what is the halala? And Rashi comments there, on our verse in Leviticus, he says, This is a woman born from a marriage which was forbidden to the priesthood. So in other words, if you're a priest and you marry a divorced woman, you yourself become a halal. Your daughter becomes a halala. The the offspring from, a, if you like, a forbidden marriage, a marriage which is forbidden to a priest is a halala. Or for the, and and by the way, the same applies to the um, to the woman herself. So, for example, a um, someone who so we'll we'll see in a minute that someone who's married, for example, to a high priest, um, a, a high priest can't marry a widow. So a widow who, who, if a widow does marry a high priest or has a relationship with a high priest, she becomes a halala. A halala is someone essentially who's involved in a forbidden relationship with a priest. So let's just keep that in mind and let's have a look at the Mishnah. We're in the ninth chapter, the first Mishnah. And as is quite common in the Mishnah of Yuvamot, the Mishnah begins by articulating a general principle or a set of general rules. And then these rules seem quite confused. So they're very compact and a little bit impenetrable. But the Mishnah is then going to go on to explain each one of them in more detail. And this is exactly the pattern that we're going to see right here. So the Mishnah begins. Yes, the Mishnah begins just by articulating a set of cases. And then we'll see that it explains them in more detail. Yes, mutarot livalehen, asurot livemehen. So there, there are some some women who are permitted to their husbands, but forbidden to their yivamim. I.e., if their husbands die, 
they're forbidden to their husbands' brothers. Or mutarot mutarot leave mehem ve'asurot le'valehem. Maybe they're permitted to their yivamim. If their husbands die, they can marry their husbands' brothers, and forbidden to their husbands. Maybe they they can't marry their husbands. That's the second category. Mutarot le'elu ve'elu. Maybe they're permitted to both. And maybe they're forbidden to both. So those are the four categories. Permitted to husbands and forbidden to Yivamim. Permitted to Yivamim and forbidden to husbands. Permitted to both, forbidden to both. You can see the taxonomy is laid out just like a a McKinsey slideshow, actually. You could almost imagine this as a kind of two-by-two table in a McKinsey presentation. So now we're going to go through the cells in the table. And of course, because the Mishnah doesn't, it can't lay out tables. Everything is just written out in text. The Mishnah is just going to go through and articulate the contents of each cell in the table. One by one. So and I've just to um, just to make the source sheet easier to read, I've actually put the, the headings in bold. But the I mean, the bold print is not in the manuscript. The manuscript just 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 has the letters. But I put the I put the headings in bold. These are permitted to their husbands, but forbidden to their yivamim, i.e. forbidden to their brothers-in-law. So who are they? So maybe an ordinary Kohen that betrothed a widow, and he had a brother who was a high priest. And we can imagine, we've said already, a high priest can't marry a widow. An ordinary priest can marry a widow. So the ordinary priest, he's betrothed a widow, that is fine. But if he dies, his brother's a high priest, his brother is for, his, his brother can't carry out Yibum. She's forbidden to his brother. Kasher now, we talked about a halal or a halala. A halala is someone who's essentially engaged in a marriage which is forbidden to a kohen. In this context, kasher refers to a priest who's not a halal. In other words, an ordinary priest who hasn't engaged in a forbidden relationship. He's called a, a kasher, and his wife or a woman who can marry him is called a kasherah. So we've got kasher shenasak shera, a kasher, a regular priest married a woman who he could who he could marry. Kasher shenasak shera, ach halal, but he's got a brother who's a halal. Maybe his brother, maybe this is a half brother, and from a forbidden relationship. Or you know, there's a, there's more than one way you can become a halal. So for example, a priest who kills someone. It's very interesting. A priest symbolize at some level life and forgiveness. A priest who kills someone becomes a halal. He can't serve anymore. So that's another example. Um, he's got a brother who's a halal. The brother can't carry out Yibo. Yisrael, Yisraelit, an ordinary Israelite who married an, an Israelite girl. He's got a brother who's a mamzer. So he can marry her, but his brother, who's a mamze, again, it's not to be a half-brother through a different marital relationship. His half-brother can't perform yibum. 
Mamzer, Shinasa Mamzeret. A Mamzer who married a Mamzeret. They can do this. There's no problem. Vayesh to Ach Yisrael. He's got a brother who's an ordinary Israelite. And then the Mishnah concludes, Mutarot levalehen v'asurot livemehen. All these, all these instances are permitted to their husbands, but they're forbidden to their yivamim. No yibum can take place. That's the first cell in the McKinsey matrix. Let's go and look at the second cell. Elu mutarot livimehem v'asurot levalehem. These are permitted to their yivamim. They're permitted to their brothers-in-law, but they're forbidden to their husbands. They're actually in forbidden relationships right now. Okay, they're in a forbidden relationship, but if their husbands should die, their brothers-in-law can still carry out. If their brothers should, if their husbands should die childless, their brothers-in-law can still carry out Yibu. So, what have we got? Kohen Gadol Shikideshet Almana. A high priest who betrothed a woman, uh, 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 betrothed a widow. He's betrothed a widow. This, by the way, is a forbidden relationship. But he's betrothed her. In the, the Mishnah is specific in saying he's betrothed her. He hasn't married her. So he hasn't brought her into his house. If he had, she would become a chalala. But he hasn't taken that step. He's just betrothed her. And it sounds like he died straight afterwards. He died straight afterwards. And he's got a brother who's an ordinary priest. So if he, if he's childless, his brother can perform yibum on his body. He can perform yibum for his sister-in-law. A priest who's kasher, who married a chalala, a regular priest who married someone who's the, the, the product of a relationship forbidden to priests. But he's got a brother who's a halal. So that's a forbidden relationship. But if he dies childless, his brother can carry out Yibu. Israel, an ordinary Israelite who married a mamzeret. It's a forbidden relationship. But he's got a brother who's a mamzer. So his brother can perform Yibu. Maybe a mamzer married a, a, a woman who's an Israelite, and but he's got a brother who's an Israelite. So again, if he dies, his brother can carry out Yibum. And this part of the Mishnah concludes, Mutarot va'asrot They're permitted to their Yivamim, but they're forbidden to their husbands. Interesting situation. The next category, asurot la'elu va'elu. So there are some that are kind of forbidden both ways round. Kohen gadol, shin ach, kohen gadol. What about a high priest who actually married a widow? And he's got a brother who's a high priest. Or for that matter, he's got a brother who's an ordinary priest. Well, by the time he's married this, this widow, she becomes a chalala. So she can't marry... I mean, she can't even marry an ordinary priest at this point. So neither of his brothers, the brother who's high priest or the brother who's an ordinary priest, can carry out kasher. Someone who's kasher, who married a chalala, but he has a brother who's kasher. It's a forbidden relationship for him and forbidden for his brother. 
Israel, she has a mamzer, yesh to ach Israel. An Israelite who married a mamzer, she has a brother who's an Israelite. This is a, if you like, a, this part of the Mishnah is parallel to the one we've just gone through. Mamzer, she has a Israelite, for yesh to ach mamzer, a mamzer who married a girl who's an ordinary Israelite, for yesh to ach mamzer, he's got a brother who's mamzer. Asurot, la'elu, va'elu. All these categories are forbidden to both. And then the fourth category, those who are permitted to both their husbands and their yivamim. So this must be the vast majority, right? The vast majority of the relationships are permitted. And so the Mishnah concludes, Ushar kol hanashim mutarot le'valehen ve'livimehem. So the, the Mishnah concludes with the fourth category. And I think it, this has been a long couple of Mishnayot. Well, maybe we'll close here. And when we look at the next Mishnah, we'll see a, another taxonomy of relationships which are forbidden by the rabbis rather than forbidden from the Torah. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict.